podcast listeners, this is Superman! Yes, I'm sure most of you are expecting another Batman impersonation, or the Joker, or Bane, but not this time, it's me, Jerry Seinfeld's favorite superhero. Is that really what the copy says? Whatever! Embark today with Unbuilt to discover the alternate reality where DC, not Marvel, was in Universal's second theme park and featuring a ride starring me, the Man of Steel himself, as well as, oh, of course the rest of it is the damn bat! I'm out of here, screw this! Welcome, dreamers of all ages, to another episode of Unbuilt, an unrealized theme park podcast with me today, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Dorman. We're doing good today? We're doing great today. It feels like just 10 minutes ago when we last spoke. <laughs> no, that was a week ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're going to ruin I'm going to ruin the immersion. Everyone always believes. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I saw the other day that you attended the movie that everybody is talking about that uh, that it's so much money at the box office and it's it has incredible stunts and incredible cast of course i'm referring to the bob's burgers movie now that's that's what else could you possibly be talking about it's a blockbuster <laughs> movie that put a bunch of people in their seats at least seven across yeah. the country <laughs> no I, I did see it you know i saw you were talking about it on a bit on twitter i think you even talked to the the real gyms about it for yeah a couple of seconds about it i, I mm-hmm. You know, because you mentioned you you asked him specifically um, whether he preferred it to the Simpsons movie or not, and mm. I think his takeaway was that it's so incomparable that there's yeah. such different ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll just go ahead and be the, the the cynical naysayer and say that I thought it was a million times better than the Simpsons movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't think uh, I could ever revisit the Simpsons movie. It's so uh, boring. <laughs> See, oh, when you think it's boring, okay. That's I think the Simpsons movie it's so like detached from why you would want to watch the Simpsons mm. that. You know, it's it's hard to get those kind of thin characters and push them into these epic scenarios. And I think right. that's, mm-hmm. the Bob's Burgers movie does that really well yeah, by not going I, too far. I, I definitely think that the Simpsons movie, it was so it was so much more focused on tooting its own horn as an event. Yeah. Like, so much of that movie is a lot of jokes that are about that that really play to audiences and not only that but like really play of like in that time 2007 mm-hmm. you're seeing it in the theaters i believe there's like a joke like where there's a sign gag that says please turn off thy cell phone and and it's lots lots of jokes that don't it wouldn't fly necessarily on disney plus and what i really appreciate about the bob's burgers movie is that uh, it, it was much more focused on telling a story with characters and it is not all about the fact that it's a big damn movie, even though it has lots of, you know, nice musical numbers and uh, pretty animation here and there. Yeah. But I really, I really enjoyed it. Like, it, I thought it, it was... A, 
it has a couple of little, little event things in the movie. It's mm-hmm. definitely not a simple storyline, mostly with the Louise stuff, I think. But the the way that it kind of naturally meshes that into a, a bit more of a, a simple story is, I think, more impressive than trying to create a whole end of the world narrative mm-hmm. for no good reason. Um, right. Yeah. No, you're you're right. And the Simpsons movie definitely went over and beyond on that. I mean, I do know that originally the Simpsons, they were going to do Camp Krusty, which was a season four episode. They originally wanted to make that the movie. And that is so much so much more of a down to earth premise, even though right. it has a kind of a heightened degree. OK, what if Bart went to a summer camp and took it over? And mm. that's that's like a heightened premise, but still the stakes aren't absolutely insane. Like in the Simpsons movie where Homer has to literally save the town from being completely detonated and everybody being genocided. Yeah, exactly. The, he tries to drive the motorcycle right? up the glass dome mm-hmm. and toss the bomb into the center. It, it, the, 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 the basic plot premise should never reflect a Top Gun movie. <laughs> right, and where it's Bob's yeah. Burgers, it's just, you know, saving the restaurant. And, right. You know, solving a, a murder mystery, which is 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 nicer. I I did think that it, the songs, there wasn't, it was billing itself like as a musical but there was only like four songs yeah and one of them you can i think it's hard to count the the main climax songs song, right mm-hmm. uh, just because of how talky it is it's more of like a theater performance kind of thing. yeah exactly um, but yeah I, I kind of expected a bit more in terms of the the number of songs just by the general conversation because there were like a couple criticisms they're like oh it's too much music yeah or, but that's it, the thing i remember reading the yeah. critics going oh, i don't i don't like the you know music and i wouldn't be surprised if like lauren bouchard and the rest of them like they were told hey you got to cut out the songs nobody likes mm-hmm. nobody likes musical numbers which is a shame because i think it's so much into that show's dna and, absolutely yeah it's such a genuine part of it that it, it adds pretty heavily to the the kind of storytelling like you're saying mm-hmm. it's just a bit of a disappointment right that a lot of that was pulled whether mm-hmm. pulled out or just not done yeah. it seems like it's very front-loaded music wise um, yeah well but uh, yeah, I, I I could see. Like the, they open up with a musical number, but uh, there's right. there's not much in there. But yeah, I, we're talking uh, today about cartoons. Even though next week, mm. next time, we'll talk more about cartoon cartoons. Today, we're going to be delving a little bit more into the world of the comic book. So it's a little something different. But I, I did want to start out with some animation talk. You know, yeah, I know you're looking forward to Lightyear in a couple weeks. You know, every time I see a trailer, I feel a little bit better about it, to be completely honest. Every Mm -hmm. time I see it, I I look back and I say, I initially thought this would be kind of like a phoned-in mess. And it looks like a bit of a phoned-in mess, but... (laughs) You're looking uh, forward to Interstellar for babies. That's Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Interstellar with a little robot kitty instead of the the block guys. You know, it, it, yeah, I, I, Chris, Pratt, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Evans, right? Chris is, Pratt. Uh, oh God, Chris Pratt. he's Chris Mario. Evans. He's Garfield. <laughs> Who can he be? Yeah. Um, the Chris Evans choice I thought was initially a bit off-putting, but I think since since watching it and being uh, what's it called Stockholm syndrome to yeah. do it by every movie I see, I'm like, okay, 
I can get it. I mean, I can deal with that. All right. Well, five years ago today, when we record this on June 2nd, you will actually be hearing this a little further in the future. Uh, Wonder Woman came out in theaters and we're going to be talking about some DC comics lands that don't involve Wonder Woman whatsoever or woman at all. <laughs> which is interesting this is uh, stuff from the 1990s we're going to be talking about the prior to islands of adventure islands of adventure now do you have any opinions on islands of adventure i i've only been once okay i've only been once i've done i think everything oh my goodness no more than three or four years ago I guess it would have been pre-COVID, right? But I think right before COVID, like right before right COVID before COVID. Started. So Velocicoaster so. wasn't open yet. No, Velocicoaster. Uh, I think the construction. Maybe I was there when it was like just beginning because yeah. I couldn't go to the water by the Jurassic Park oh, okay. building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what what are your thoughts on Islands? I really enjoy it. I really okay. like Islands of Adventure. Uh, obviously, I come into it super late, so a lot yeah. of the original stuff just. Uh, isn't there you would be surprised i mean yes some of it is closed but this islands of adventure especially compared to the park next door that's true barely touched that's a good point yeah very little of it has been really touched especially the like the dr seuss land very yeah seuss land marvel jurassic park i guess you're right a lot of it just kind of has been around for lagoon with dudley do rights rips off halls i know a wimpy's i've only seen one picture of that wimpy's being open yeah yeah. it's like famously never opened but yeah islands of adventure which has uh five lands six or seven it's well it opened with five lands which is a port of entry which is best like faux main streets ever in a theme park marvel superhero island toon lagoon jurassic park and the lost continent and then eventually they added the wizarding world of harry potter as well as uh, skull island reign of kong and it is one of the best theme parks on the face of the earth i visited it Shortly after it opened, I believe I visited in 2001, and I remember my mom was just completely blown away. She especially loved Spider-Man, which is still one of the best attractions on the face of the earth. Absolutely. But, but the greatest thing about it, I think it's just so it's so ridiculously inventive in a lot of the concepts that it tries to pull off. Mm. Uh, I think the ironically, I think the least the least impressive land is probably Jurassic Park because yeah. it just seems very easy. And yeah, the Marvel land is sort of outdated, but there's just not much that's like it. Similar with the Dr. Seuss land. There's just not much that's like it out there. And they've cloned the Harry Potter areas a lot. Yeah. But needless to say that Island of Adventure is kind of like, this is a really odd comparison to make. Uh, it's basically what if classic Epcot was still here today, but mostly still also classic Epcot. It just and feels dated. Yeah, just feels exactly. Dated. And I'm really kind of happy about that. But there's also a lot of abandoned areas, too, such as that Sinbad Theater, which is just right. abandoned. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but, but originally it was going to be something else. This episode is going to be split into two parts. We're going to do the first part today, and then the next episode will be the second part. So uh, why don't we get started with our na- main topic?
All right, so let's do some main topicking and let's start out with some backstory. So in 1990, Universal Studios Florida opened up amid a massive sparring battle between Lou Wasserman and then Disney CEO Michael Eisner. As a brief backstory, Eisner allegedly attended a meeting while at Paramount for Universal Studios tour in Florida. This, among other things, included a tour stop where a tram traveled into a full rock canyon only to be assaulted with an earthquake, flood, and fire effects. Does that sound familiar? Hmm. <laughs> 19- it was a catastrophe canyon. Is that what the, yes. the, the ride is called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In 1986, Disney MGM Studios was announced two years after Eisner left Paramount to head the Walt Disney Company with exactly that tram tour element. And this pissed Lou Wasserman off something awful. And to this day, Michael Eisner uh, refuses to admit that he was in that meeting. He was probably in there. <laughs> Jay Stein, head of the Universal Studios tour in California, was given the complete go-ahead by a furious Lou Wasserman to create a brand new theme park in Orlando. After numerous delays, Universal Studios Florida had multiple ride shows and attractions that promised to be bigger and badder than anything Disney had, plus the presence of Nickelodeon Studios. This included like Confrontation and the original Jaws and Earthquake, some really cool, cool ideas for attractions that, again, some are gone, you know, unfortunately, like Jaws and Confrontation. But uh, really, really cool ideas. Despite lousy attendance and numerous ride breakdowns, nothing worked on opening day. By 1991, alongside Back to the Future of the Ride opening, the theme park was proving to hold its own against a Disney threat down the road. Jay Stein that year held a meeting with executives with a bold plan. Turn Universal's one-day distraction from Disney into a multi-day destination with resorts, shopping, and most importantly, a second park. This park would be lavish, thematically gorgeous, and intended to hit Disney's main youth demographic. The project would soon take two nicknames, and it was internally known as Project X, but the nicknames that they wanted to give its title was either Universal Studios or, more well-known, Cartoon World. And you can see the concept art right there with the City Walk. This was originally when they were going to call it Universal City Florida. A lot of waterways and that eventually came to be. But you can definitely take a look at what they were originally planning with the park there. And you can see like the DC section and all all the rest of it. So it's, it's kind of all on display there. And There's also other lands that we'll get to on following episodes. Universal sought to partner with Warner Brothers, much like Disney did with MGM. However, unlike MGM, this merger would include all of Warner Brothers' cartoon IP. This would ensure that Universal's second park would have immediately recognizable characters that nobody could resist. The entrance to Cartoon World was a stylized factory where cartoons would punch in and guests would walk outside onto Comic Strip Lane as the main street of the park. Now, that's interesting. Comic Strip Lane, they do bring that back at a later time. A lot of this, again, it's eventually folded into Islands of Adventure, but in a different way. An animatronic show featuring comic strip characters, including DC characters, called Night at the Opera was floated. At the end of the street, guests could take the hub to many directions, like much like a Disney theme park. 
several of these concepts you may recognize, such as a dark Dr. Seuss-themed land or a land based on J. Ward properties such as Dudley Do-Right. You can visit Sweet Haven Village from Popeye, but some you may not recognize, such as the complete opposite of Marvel, DC Comics. And right there, you can immediately see that in the show notes, this giant Batman-themed land. There's like a giant Batman at the entrance. I'd love to walk through his crotch like that. <laughs> that is... This, is, this is like that giant Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story Land. Welcome oh, to yeah. Galaxy's Edge in a sort of life. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder about that when they do the giant like figures. In Toy Story Land, it makes sense. But is the idea here that he's as big as City Tall? City I don't tall. know. <laughs> Maybe he's a giant statue that the citizens of Gotham put up like to praise him. That's right. He's the escape crusader in the darkness who has a big golden statue. <laughs> that was surprisingly financed by that nice billionaire. Right. <laughs> Bruce Wayne? Yeah, I don't know. I don't Does know. he have anything like to do with it? And you can kind of see like, just, like statues of like gangsters <laughs> like facing him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Look at that down there. Like, they, <laughs> they, they built tiny statues. It's like a symbolic <laughs> thing just to show how. <laughs> to show the menace of God. That's right. Show how strong Batman is. You got to compare him to something smaller. It's forced perspective, Ryan. Yeah. So once again, I want to reiterate the year. The year is 1992. Really important there that you remember that this is 1992. I do want to ask, have you ever been to like any of the Six Flags around the country? I have. Yeah, I have. Have you ever been to one in New Jersey? What'd you say? The Batman ride? Yeah. Yes, I, I think so. New Jersey, that's great adventure. I believe that what it is. That I think has, they have a Superman ride. They, yeah, they have a Dark Knight coaster, like an indoor coaster based on the 2008 film. Do they? I, I, don't, know, I don't know. It's been yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they also have in other parks Batman the Ride, which is like a, a B&M inverted coaster that they've cloned everywhere and a, lot, and a lot of the theming around it is like really based in those burton batmans now what is your opinion okay. on burton batmans they're gorgeous movies mm-hmm. they're they're fun movies yes, I think they're really pretty movies and i guess in the the 90s that was all you really had that and i think the animated series right was uh, yeah you had the batman yeah. animated series um that right. was on i believe fox kids and then wb right and, so it's a lot of gothic kind yeah, of stuff. a lot of gothic stuff and in superman uh that didn't even get an animated series until gosh like uh, i believe it was the late 90s but mm-hmm. superman I and mean, mostly the, the franchise for superman had just recently petered out with the awful Superman for the quest for peace (laughs) (laughs) and nobody really wanted to touch it. They were going to do Tim Burton was going to direct Superman with believe Nick Cage. That's right. Yeah. There was supposed to be a big revitalization thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. But uh, I'm not sure if like this was going to be, but uh, it wouldn't surprise you that there's more stuff about Batman than there is Superman. Mm. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> Bit of a because, dead period, right? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so DC Superhero Land was to be split, fittingly enough, Metropolis and Gotham. Metropolis was glitz and glamour with bright pastel colors, while Gotham would look identical to the Tim Burton aesthetic, dark, moody, and ominous. In Metropolis, guests could take flight, said in air quotes, on a Superman-themed attraction wherein guests would enter the Daily Planet, collect 3D glasses and board vehicles. Sounds familiar to Spider-Man until we get to that allow us to enter a chopper pod for a ride along with the news. 
The real idea was that the guests would enter a motion theater that would be encased inside an elevator. So it would be lifted up inside this large skyscraper structure. The stopper would spot Superman and follow him through a metropolis as he fought Lex Luthor with our 3D glasses adding depth, very similar to how Star Tours currently works. At the end, Luther manages to get the chopper's back door open, and then we fall down backwards 130 feet, only to be caught by Superman in the end. So this would be an actual, like, free fall. So you can see in the show notes, there's the... Um, the like the concept art where they are entering the vehicles and then once again you would go into this chopper pod which would be this wraparound screen and in the wraparound screen you would move shake as you were lifted up at the same time so think of it kind of like tower of terror rise of the resistance in reverse where you're lifting up and then eventually you go down a backwards drop which is an interesting interesting concept it is. Sure. And if the colors from the, I mean, obviously concept art's concept art, as we've learned, but if the colors from the concept art made it in, it's got that really beautiful comics saturated look to it. Yeah. Lots um, of, lots of great blues and reds. And again, we're talking about six flags and, you know, obviously at the end of the story, we all know that Warner brothers gives six flags, the theme park license. And they're always they, smart about it. They, 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 they do always control their, uh, yeah. Yeah. Warner Brothers and, knows what they're doing. And, and Six Flags' answer to this was just shooting people in a Superman vehicle up a long, tall spike at Magic Mountain and then falling back down. So we could have had this, but instead we got that. Great job, Warner Brothers. Great job. They tend to make good decisions with <laughs> Batman, Superman. Yeah. I like the Batman. I mean,. <laughs> So like I like it. It was like tenth time times the charm in the past decade. <clears throat> I like the Harley Quinn show. Uh, two stunt was shows. Was it the animated show? Yeah, the animated. Like the... Oh, that's a that's yeah. a riot. Two stunt shows were planned for Gotham City. The first one was an outdoor stunt show where Batman would face off against the Penguin, who of course at the time recently starred in Batman Returns. Mm. See, they really want to push that. And I believe this was in like like early 1992, mid-1992, because when Batman Returns came out, it was it was a hit, but it wasn't like the hit that Warner Brothers wanted it to be. And like parents were complaining that it was too violent and that the penguin had creeped people out. And so that's why they fired Tim Burton and they hired Joel Schumacher to do Batman Forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> So again, another great decision with uh, right. with Batman there. So this lagoon show would be called Batman and Robin Action Adventure Spectacular. Once again, you could see on concept art where there's a beautiful city backdrop, and you can see like a bat thing on the water, and then obviously a frozen penguin float on the water and there it's a bunch of jet skis they're flying around in the background there's lots of explosions going off and a giant explosion as like a batman flies by and like a chopper with i believe that's a it's like a bunch of guns on the front like a machine gun yeah missiles or something yeah like that. yeah really really great stuff for kids you know like yeah, batman <laughs> doesn't kill people yeah well you just you just shoot them it just shoots hoping it explodes, but the explosion is nice enough not to kill them, you know? That's right. That's it's it's someone was looking down on them. 
<laughs> so we're going to get to the craziest one. This is this one's nuts. The second stunt show was far, far more elaborate. An indoor stunt show where the audience was attending a gala at the Arkham Op- Opera House. This would be a grand reopening of the Opera House, restored by using a grant by, who else? Bruce Wayne, who sits in the audience. Before the opera we've we've come to attend can proceed, the Joker bursts in and we'll be taking a look at the actual comic book pitch. They actually drew a comic book pitch for this attraction. Oh, I love called that. Terrible Traps. Mm, okay. <laughs> Let's take a look at this, shall we? So... <laughs> In it, it's suddenly above the stage. The, the Joker pops in, and this is what he says: "Attention, opera lovers! I've tried to get you on the phone, and you're always busy. So I've decided to drop in and bring a little cheer into your drab, humdrum lives. Or as Ed McMahon would say, if he were here tonight, what? here's the Joker." So a bunch of clowns start coming into the audience and then they all come in and like point guns at them. It's like Imagine this happening. <laughs> You're at a theme park stunt show and, and the actors point guns at children. Are they little water guns? Is that? Or, oh, oh. I hopes. I don't know, but it's really. It looks like crazy. people are getting hit with like water or something there on the right. Or oh no no that's that's uh, the the restraints are coming down. So you yes, have restraints yeah, so the on restra- you in this stunt show. So yes, uh, and then the then a pair of restraints suddenly come down on the audience. Then it's the clowns locking the audience down. So then this incredible magic show happened where in the midst of a hysterical laugh the joker transmits an unseen signal to hidden cohorts incredibly the interior of the opera house is transformed into a wild cacophony of images dredged up from the twisted imagination of gotham's grinning gargoyle of crime i like that gargoyle mm. of crime. Yeah. uh tonight will be the final curtain for the dynamic duo gee i wonder who he's talking about so a bunch of these special effects are going off and suddenly it's revealed, of course, that Clark Kent is trapped inside a telephone booth. And yes, yeah, it's Clark Kent. Yes. No, it's Clark Kent. So it's Clark Kent and he has Lois Lane suddenly pop up. And of course, Lois Lane is in a slick, low cut dress. This is definitely the 90s. And she is being like, she's being threatened with a buzzsaw. And Commissioner Gordon is also in a cage. So Commissioner Gordon is in a cage being lit on fire with a monkey on top of it. This is absolutely nuts. And, And it looks like there's like two masked figures like hanging there jimmy olsen or something like that oh jimmy olsen is in this little like chained up box like he's like after like everybody and like a pair a bed of nails is coming down and he's like uh i think we've nailed down this concept i'll just have to drive it home or do i have to punctuate it with a graphic example oops brucey does have you and the boy scout been hanging around all this time heck relax stretch out your legs 
that's supposed to indicate that he knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say because if he knows that the Boy Scout is Robin, right? I guess then yeah, I, presumably, I right? He's completely uh, aware that he's a uh, he's Batman. Mm-hmm. No, no, wait. This moment is too precious. It must be strung out, savored, given more rope, as it were. From first, a word from our sponsors. So, you know, they're really leaning into the comedy here. First, your favorite host, your favorite puzzler, the Riddler. So all these villains are coming out. The Penguin is there. Catwoman is there, which I can't remember. In, in Batman Returns, is she a villain or is she a good on the side of Batman? She's on both sides, I think. Batman yeah, kills her. Like yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I think it's the Dark Knight Returns and the Batman where... She's more on Batman's side, but, you know, in Batman, she's, like, torn between them. So, Catwoman's there. There's Two-Face and Mr. Zero, which is... Which is not Mr. Freeze, not right? Mr. It's Freeze. Mr. Zero. Yeah, I guess. I'm not a Batman expert. Like, I should get, like, a Batman expert on this, I guess. Like, see, here is Mr. Zero, and this is why he's not Mr. Freeze. I hate that there's like a thousand freezing people in DC, and <laughs> none of them are Mr. Freeze. I miss uh, Arnold Schwar. Mm, uh, nice nice. Finally, Batman and Robin Shaw. You grinning gargoyle, release those people or suffer these consequences. Ooh, so tough. What say, bats? Have a, chew, a trade, you and Bird Boy, for these boobs. <laughs> he wants us. Then I think she should get us. And then they swoop down to the stage and they start like uh, fighting, but it's actually a trap. <gasps> The Joker goes back half dynamic dodos. One more step in Gotham's going to be a minus one billionaire and kid nuisance. So I'm guessing he thinks that these people trapped up are Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne. Not yeah, that he's actually Batman and Robin. Why? Why would he? I get why he'd maybe want to burn or kill Bruce Wayne, but why would he try to kill? Because isn't Dick Grayson his adopted son? No, no, but yeah, but. Oh, okay. But he's yeah, doing anything wrong. He's just a kid, right? I mean, it's obviously, if he's Robin, he's not just a kid. But he doesn't know he's Robin because he, <laughs> he's looking right at Batman and Robin, and he's got these two fake people inside the body know. bags. Joker's a, Joker's a dick. Oh, by the, way, by the way, before the Batman fans eat us alive, Mr. Fr- Mr. Zero is Mr. Freeze. Oh, he is Mr. Yes. Freeze. Yes, apparently it's just his other name is Mr. Zero. Boo, Mr. Freeze is way better than he's much cooler, yeah. Yeah, dumb. Okay, well, they obviously know that they're not real, but they still <laughs> still save the fake people. And, and then he's trying, and then the Joker takes a dynamite box and lifts Clark Gent from his uh telephone booth and shoots him up out of the out of the ceiling. Clarky, 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 just one more time, Clarky, and pow, zoom to the moon, Clarky. Oops. This is nuts. Could you imagine a stage show like this? So he just killed this random news reporter? Yes, he, just kills, he just kills Clark Kent. Mm. And then I guess the 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 clowns start moving in. And then he gets somehow he gets like Batman trapped onto a spinning wheel. <laughs> and this is like very like getting Batman 66 vibes right now. 
It does so feel on, very yeah. much like the old yeah, show. So yeah, so he's on the spinning wheel, and he's like, finally, Batty, you're traveling in my social circles. You flapping fiend, this is your last game. Ooh, such a pointed remark. It cut me to the quick, and he's pointing a, a knife to him. You know, Batboy, you're staring daggers at me, so I'll return the favor. And, of course, he... <laughs> He throws the knife and then Batman rotates his wrists into the path of the blade really quick. And Joker's like, hey, no fair. And he moves, he, he escapes. And in a flash, the Bla- Batman plucks a capsule from his legendary utility belt, smoke pellet. This is, this is so old school. Hmm. Uh, haha, you're so lively and quick, you flying rodent. Let's see if you can dodge two daggers. It turns out, this is the most gruesome part, that a bunch of smoke comes out, and when it's revealed, it's it's now a clown. And the Joker has just murdered a clown live on stage, everybody. And it says, oh no, the Joker has skewered a clown. That's a killing joke. (sighs) Yeah, I was going to let you... Could you like, like this is stuff that they would do at like Halloween Horror Nights. I, you know, that's one thing I've never yeah. gotten the stunt show thing. I know that stunt shows are super big. I think at Universal, maybe they were bigger in the nineties mm-hmm. uh, than nowadays. But this is like so intricate and so it's it rides a fine line between the sixties show and the darker comics. Yeah, the, the the idea of a clown being stabbed in the chest twice is. <laughs> That's that, that's pretty bad. In a theme park for children. That's right. Okay, here's where it gets nuts. So remember that oh, the audience cool. audience had lap bars of them. You might be wondering, well, why? This is why the the audience lifts up out of there's uh, like out of the floor, and on the roof suddenly a bunch of spikes appear. And suddenly they're going towards each other. <laughs> and the Joker's lifting a lever and all the people in the audience are like, Ee! oh no, giant spikes, we're doomed. <laughs> and uh, this reminds me of a great joke from the Simpsons ride. The one joke that I really like, which is, no, sweetie, they won't kill you in a theme park until you have no dimes left in your pocket. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so then smashing through the aisle floor, a red and blue blur of unearthly muscle and sinew drives and a massive girder upward into a huge blocks of pointed spikes, driving them back and smashing them. This is the mighty Superman. You know, so Superman comes and saves the day by putting a girder into the roof and... <laughs> Then we see the wrap up. It's clown cleanup time already underway as Batman and Robin put uh, them into a like a, a what like a jail cell, I guess. And Lois is there, Lois Lane. And she goes, the greatest story of the year, and I can't get to the phone. Jimmy Olsen, Lois, where's Clark? Have you seen him? No, he always disappears when you really need him. And then Superman, of course, comes in. He's like, can I help Lois? And <laughs> She has like 
the horniest look in her face. And wow, she is just drawn so seductively. It's the 90s. It's DC Comics in the 90s. <laughs> right. she goes, yeah, she goes, I-, I just need to get a phone. But now that you mentioned it, I haven't eaten for hours, maybe. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> some people in the audience go, hey, just, would you look at that, would you? Hey, that's no bird. That's would be a chorus said every time. So this was a actual concept floated for this DC land. Really, really insane. Absolutely. I will definitely be throwing these comic panels up on Twitter because everybody needs to see some crazy stuff. Thanks to theme park university for finding them and had to share that, you know, throat is sore, but it was absolutely worth it. Well, Gotham also had a slew of other concepts, including two coasters, one was called Joker's Madhouse and would have been an indoor Wild Mouse coaster. Per Orlando Park Stop's Alicia Stella, entering the queue through the Joker's mouth, guests would board Jokester Roadster ride cars, which would travel along a Wild Mouse-type coaster. The ride would be set up like an elaborate dark ride, but with dramatic t- turns and sudden drops. It would culminate in a false ending where the track appears to end up ahead. This would use a mirror gag that would fi- hide the real track in a sudden drop. Pretty easy, guys. The ride's post-show would allow guests to walk through a series of funhouse-style rooms featuring many of the Batman's most popular vi- villains. The second coaster was to be Batwing, Batman versus the... This coaster would involve two separate suspended roller coaster tracks as guests chose to either side Batman or the villainous Penguin. Again, 1992. Mm. Guests could go to the right to enter the Batcave or to the left to enter the Penguin's subterranean lair. In the Batcave, riders would board a Batwing and with the Penguin, guests would board the Penguin. The tracks would travel through three show buildings and constantly burst out into the skies of Gotham as they would constantly near miss with each other. And once again, there's a bunch of concept art there. We could see people boarding either one, one's shaped like Batwing and the other is shaped like a penguin and only seats like four riders per vehicle. And it's just one. I think this would have terrible, awful capacity. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> So, Especially how distance everything would have needed to be. You really could only throw a couple of carts. You couldn't just follow carts on carts on carts because everything was so timed out and specific. Right. Mm-hmm. So next week, we're going to go into the why it wasn't built. Obviously, there was a reason why it wasn't and the reason why Six Flags eventually wound up with the license. But actually, let's let's today just... Let's ask, what if? So what if DC had rain on Universal and these attractions were built? How would they withstand to the current day movies such as the Nolan films or the Batman or even the DCEU? And let's also ask what Walt Disney World would look with free rain on Marvel themselves if they would presumably buy it in 2009 as they eventually did. So what are your thoughts? That's a great, that's a great point that if this was done, it would definitely have impeded if not outright stopped any potential for marvel to be a part of the universal family at the parks mm-hmm. so so obviously i think that would open the floodgates assuming disney did in at the end eventually purchase uh, marvel like they have done today that being said i i wonder how the aesthetics of older again quote-unquote older because it's mm-hmm. not really that old but yeah. quote-unquote older stock dc comics would stay around to this day I, mm-hmm. If if Marvel if Marvel well 
Well, I'm, that's I'm the thing. myself because that, of this. Yeah, Marvel, Marvel hasn't changed at all. Island is right. still the '90s comics. Exactly. I don't think there would be a significant change there. I think we would probably be seeing all of this in its full mm-hmm. capacity, except, of course, for that stunt show, which I have no clue how they would have done that. <laughs> You're talking about the Indoor one, right? The Joker one. Yes. Yeah, the Joker one. That's really insane. Yeah. Like, I lift yeah. an entire audience up. Into like the entire box lifts. I mean, yeah, I've seen motion bases do it before, but with that and just gigantic enough, and they're like heading towards these giant sharp spikes, and some of the effects that they would have to pull out. Like, (laughs) I still love that the phone booth going vaulting through the ceiling, and a clown being murdered on life. I I was thinking. How would they get the beam? The beam in between the, the audience. Between the audience? And, yeah. yeah. That one seems like the more difficult one, at least right. from where I'm standing, right? Mm-hmm. Is that you have to get you have to get a, a Superman that is like not only are you have to effectively hide the wires, but you have to get this he has to be holding this giant girder. Yeah, which I would think is the hardest part is to mm-hmm. be able to have him hold the girder and bring it up back to the to where the audience is they could do this like if it was like kind of like honey i shrunk the audience and Uh it was like a 40s show right i think this would work but as live performance oh boy i don't know man well it just it just seems like it'd be impossible to do i I, that's one where i wonder how they would have done it just because of how intricate and complicated but if they could pull it off then you know more power to them right i think that's pretty amazing Mm -hmm. it would terrify kids Oh my god, I'm scared of everything shit out of the kids. It would scare them. (laughs) The whole thing is just kind of an absolute nightmare the whole time. It really is. Like, it's a bunch of clowns. People are being murdered, threatened constantly. Yeah, dad would lust over Lois Lane. But, but, you know, the children would be, like, peeking out of their eyes going, Is Superman all right? As the Joker, like, menaces him. Like for am I going to be crushed thing. by spikes? They're am I just, about to be murdered in yeah, cold blood? Terrified yeah. of his awful puns. Oh God, some of the rough ones. <laughs> the Edric Mann one seems particularly, I think, is the the killer one, the killing <laughs> joke. I think you know for the for the Batman coaster one, it, it does seem like it would be one of the more intricately themed coasters. Honestly, if it was built according to how it looks here, it would have been one of the most intricately themed coasters ever just because of how complex it all would have been and how a lot of it is done in the in the bright light. Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to hide a lot of the theming stuff like you would on something like Rock and Roller Coaster or something like mm-hmm. that. Right. Um, it's a very ambitious project. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you think a lot of this would have stayed into today or in the last 10 years? That's a great question. So the thing is, is that this is all designed in 1992 and the deal with Warner Brothers falls apart in 93-94. So let's let's assume that this keeps going. Now, they wanted the park originally. They were eyeing to possibly own it, open it around 1997. Obviously, this doesn't happen and the project is delayed to 1999. Now. We know for a fact that in 1992, again, Batman Returns opens, does not do the business that Warners wants it to, so they shift gears. Now, that would presumably, they would go back to the Goddard group who designed a lot of these things and all the other design companies that Universal was using and going, hey, okay, so we don't want the Penguin, the Penguin, scare children. 
can we do something that involves possibly the Riddler? Because we're going to have Jim Carrey play the Riddler and Two-Face. Right. So I have to imagine that in these what-if scenarios, a lot of these concepts wouldn't exactly stick and instead would be changed to more favor what was coming out at the time. Okay. So that's that's my assumption. I don't think any of the Superman stuff would stay because, again, they were doing absolutely nothing at the time. Uh, now, whether or not whether or not the Batman stuff would have maybe regressed to focusing more on the comics, which, again, that terrible trap show that was very much based on the comics. Right. Uh, instead of the Batwing attraction, which, again, we talked about horrible, awful capacity. I don't think it would have really made it much outside of what it was you know looking at but overall overall i think that dc comics land filled with great attractions and not just terrible roller coasters would be great and is great because it exists it exists in warner brothers movie world abu dhabi and they actually do the exact same thing there's a gotham there's a metropolis and I believe the Metropolis has a Justice League ride. Now, that's really, really important that the DC in this proto Islands Adventure cartoon world didn't have any Justice League characters. Like we said, no Wonder Woman. There was no Wonder Woman. Well, they're going for the seemingly the big sellers, the Batman and the Superman. Right, right. There is no, <laughs> there is no Aquaman. There is no the Flash, right? Flash is in the oh, Green Lantern, Green Green Lantern, and uh, Martian Manhunter was sadly left behind. <laughs> and uh, Flash, Flash, yeah, and and you're right. Well, see, I think though, you know, with 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 Marvel, you have a wide variety of characters. At the time, I guess you know, Spider Man was was very big, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I guess that was uh, the the Spider Man ride opened before the movies, I believe. Yes, am I correct on that? It's correct. Yeah, it opened Good. in nineteen ninety nine with the with the park, right? So if you know, at the time, Spider Man was more popular, had the cartoon series, but maybe I'm speaking a little bit out of my ass here. But you have many characters who are some popular, some not, but all of them on the same kind of line. But Batman and Superman are cultural phenomenons and have been for years and years and years right. recently that like marvel like became top dog exactly so, so i think that yeah and and the spider-man movies definitely helped with specifically spider-man but at the time you had so little of a dominance that you could do dr doom and fantastic four and hulk and spider-man and kind of get away with the big wide right. or, uh, of everything but with this <laughs> they were probably like okay the big sellers are, Bat- are Batman and Superman. Mm-hmm. Let's stop at Batman and Superman and just flesh this stuff out as big right. as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, no need to risk it with Martian Manhunter. Right. <laughs> in in Abu Dhabi, they have so they have a Justice League ride, which is basically using the Spider-Man technology. Mm-hmm. They do have a Joker Funhouse, which is, and I believe it's like a, one of those Hus Disco flat rides that they have for like joker and then they have a batman dark ride which uses that kooka arm technology from forbidden journey which okay. i've seen videos of it this looks really really cool so uh, again this is this is very possible to pull off one problem that i do have is i think that this would be a very hard land to pull off especially gotham outdoors and it's like uh, six flags 
is able to get away with it kind of like by looking desolate which isn't flags <laughs> but for i think for like the tim burton batmans you it's it just can't really work if you have it outside in the sunny florida blue sky just doesn't really work right yeah because you want to have that dark and gloomy kind of gotham city thing right like that. yeah especially for gotham city and it seems um, like in the concept art they're gonna like they try to make up with this by having lots of buildings on top of each other and making like very narrow alleyways to create a lot of shadows and that's what it seems like they're doing but i still don't know if that would exactly work i think no it would be it would be odd yeah. A Gotham, you do need to make it like an indoor, like indoor land. And I think right. like Metropolis it, should be like an outdoor. It's perpetually nighttime right. in Gotham, right? I mean, just for, just because that's Batman. Right. Um, so I think it would be, yeah, it'd be very, very hard to do, which <laughs> is why maybe doing Justice League would be a better idea because you can get Batman, um, but right. you don't have to do it at nighttime because it can just be the general kind of uh, marble, kind of got, uh, uh, marble designed architecture and things mm-hmm. like that instead yeah. of going all the way to uh, daytime yeah it would look weird i didn't think about that that's a good point mm-hmm. now the other thing that is to consider we talked about marvel not having changed like the marvel superhero island so the in terms of the contract or uh, that disney cannot do anything with marvel east of the mississippi and that Universal has the rights in perpetuity. The way that they can renege on the contract is either by forfeiting it on their own or failing to maintain. However, all all like drastic improvements and redos have to be approved by Marvel. So obviously, while they are feel free to they're 100% in their rights to upgrade everything. It's much harder for them to, for instance, say, we want to build an Iron Man ride. And then that has to get approved by Marvel, which is owned by Disney. And that all of a sudden becomes a bunch of red tape. They also do not have the theme park licensing to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So using that, you would also have to get permission from Disney, who are going to probably say no, but they also can't use the Marvel Cinematic Universe unless through a legal loophole, if it's a property that is not represented in the land, I guess they got their lawyers to agree it's okay as long as they don't brand it Marvel, which is how we got Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. So it's confusing they can sell merchandise though from the mcu universal yeah that just something disney just allows yeah they, they do yeah they do because obviously guess who the cut of the profits go to because yeah they, probably disney yeah. right so universal gets a cut disney gets a cut everybody's happy there but they but putting like tony stark iron man with robert downey jr that would obviously have to get the thumbs up from Disney and Disney is not going to give them that thumbs up, which is why it's kind of locked in this weird stasis mode, but they are able to upgrade the existing attractions and they have more than more than ready. The land still looks great. The incredible Hulk was retracked completely and redone. And Spider-Man in 2012 was given a complete remake uh, redo with all new animation new sets, new music, new profile, the works. Right. So they're really, really doing their job to keeping this property. Now, if it's 
Warner Brothers, it would be a little different because if it's Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers is still a movie studio that owns DC. So they could change with the mm-hmm. times. Would they change to Nolan when the Nolan Batmans came out? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I I think the stunt shows would probably change at the very least because yes. there's such little iconic geography Yes, in I the Nolan ones, you would be. I think it'd be a mistake to change the Gothic architecture to Pittsburgh. But I do think that you would probably see a significant bit of of Christopher Nolan stuff, and that would make sense. They would probably push it. The uh, the studio would, because you know why not? It's what's making them the most money. Yeah, that's probably what they would be doing. Right. No. I, I, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Probably they would change that aspect of it up, but. Mm. I don't see the rights necessarily changing. No, I don't think yeah. so. I mean, even like the Six Flags stuff, they still only use like the comic stuff. Right. Like they're it's very, very frequent for them to use something else. I'm using the, the movie stuff. And I think it's because the movies always change. Like in a lot of the Six Flags parks, they actually did the stunt shows. And the stunt shows were always based on like the recent Batman movie. And it's kind of wild if you like look at some of the videos of him. Like there's a great video on the uh, Batman Forever stunt show. Mm. <laughs> so they had it based on Batman Forever. And it's very 90s, very cheesy. And again, these things don't stand the test of time. Most uh, things don't. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and not not saying that like Nolan Batman wouldn't. But I think that it's also very much, much harder to like I think base a giant theme park attraction on these more cerebral Batman movies. Because well, yeah, the, the 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 fun of those movies is the you know the the detective kind of stuff and well, yeah, like doing the, the fast Batman. ride. Could you imagine? Could you imagine a a theme park ride based on the Batman? The new one. The it new would one. Be, it would be about an hour too long. <laughs> And nothing much would happen. Yeah, movie, but it would just be, it's just like you enter a room and it's like ooh, Batman's comes in a mums. It's a, a dark ride, maybe. That would be neat. Like a detective maybe, kind yeah, of Yeah, maybe. Ride, but... And then the, the Riddler's just some guy. Yeah, the, the, exactly. <laughs> thing. It's just some guy. And it's like, here's the Riddler. And here's the Joker, but it's not the Joker. It kind of is the Joker. Sorry, spoilers for the Batman, which has been a film that's been out for three months. Well, I don't even think the uh, the Joker thing is in the movie. Isn't that in the uh, post? No, no, it is. Or... It's in the movie. Oh, it's at it? the very. It's at the end. Uh, so they. Cut oh, the that's right. So they cut the scene out where he's talking to Batman. That's right. But they yeah. have the scene where he's talking to the Riddler. And so they have that scene and it's clearly meant to be the Joker. And you actually see more of him like in the the bat, the deleted Batman scene. Mm-hmm. And it's like this really deformed take on the character. It's like supposed to be ugly instead of, you know, the pristine like, oh, God. Oh, God. I just thought about it. Imagine a ride based on the Twitter. Uh, now that I would go on. Edgiest ride. Of course, they would like probably Universal would install the stairs. You wouldn't go. I would. I would definitely go on that ride. You wouldn't go on the 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 this a dark ride through the stairs of that movie. Yeah. You can be. You can pretend to be a real white supremacist. What's, what's, the, what's the song? The Gary Glitter song. What's the song that they play oh, when, he, God. when he's uh, d- doing the stairs? What goes da, 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 yeah. here, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know what it, I've heard it before. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm looking this up because. 
there's a stairs joker stairs song it's rock and roll part two by gary glitter that's and, right and that's what they're going to be playing on the speakers it's going to be done 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 and everyone is going to be just like doing the moves i would go see that i would go see the joker stunt show where they have a bunch and of then, live oh, actors oh, that's on the right. yes you, you go into the it's a live audience of murray that's right he says you get what you fucking deserve blow it his- you're on to something here <laughs> And then when he says society, everybody cheers. Cut this part out and send it right to Universal. <laughs> well, no, I got to send it to Warner Brothers. Oh, like, that's true. An amazing idea for our studio. Please do this right now. The Snyder Cut ride. All the edgelords would be there going, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I just need the Snyder Cut ride. That's all I need. This is going the, the Snyder <laughs> Cut ride. It's four hours long. It's yes. in a weird aspect ratio. There's <laughs> no color in it. Like, all, the, all the rides are in the boxes. That's yeah. right. It's in the little box. Like, just, just like all the weird decisions that Warner Brothers has made with Batman. Just imagine it all in this, this DC land. God, that would be odd. Just things changing by the second. One attraction's more comedic than the other, and people hate it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but then we have comedy. People always start going to the Haunted Mansion and being like, look, this has darkness. This clearly got it from the Snyder (laughs) Road. Cinematic parallels. That's what we need. We need the beauty in our comic book superhero movies. That's right. None of this jokey shit. It needs to be edgy. It needs to be modern. It needs to be advanced. It has to have zero, zero saturation of color. No fun. No fun allowed in our. No fun allowed. That's right. You're finally catching on. Yeah, that's that's the thing. We have to like everybody. All the attractions. There are no roller coasters in this land. We just sit down, and Zack Snyder comes out and tells the audience to grow up. It just enjoy. Just enjoy how smart it is. I think I want to. I want to. Somebody say, beats you point put into a pulp because that's the world, man. That's what happens. Real people die yeah. in the real world. <laughs> Superman's not a good guy. He's a god. <laughs> he just comes out, snaps Zod's neck. That's yeah. They come into He's... the audience and start killing. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say with regards to how much I'd want these things. It's a tough question about you know the Joker one looks so fascinating. The Joker stunt show, I mean, the indoor one. It's probably the one thing that screams to me that that would have been the big, fascinating little experiment going on in this thing. But at the same time... Like two years? Yeah, exactly. People have shaky videos of it, and people would be like, oh my gosh, did you ever see this thing? It's like that Tomb Raider ride at Kings Island that lasted like three years. Right. Are you aware of that one? I believe so. I think think we might have mentioned it before. Yeah. It's really crazy and would like it has like Disney level effects and it like lasted three years. Well, I think if if the problem is that the Marvel thing, the Marvel area actually just did really well. The small rides that are easy to do mm-hmm. that are much simpler and did them incredibly well. It's restrained, but perfection. It's like one of the best roller coasters ever made and one of the best dark rides ever made. Mm-hmm. I would say with the, with the Hulk and, and Spider-Man. This this one here seems like it was ambitious, risky, and probably wouldn't have paid off like they wanted it to. If they could get that stunt show down, though, that would be a that would give the Marvel stuff, I think, a run for its money. Oh, absolutely! Have you, seen, have you seen the awful Paris stunt show? 
I have not. What is it? Paris? What do you, what do you, what do you mean by uh, that? And, and, sorry, the Disneyland Paris, the one of the Walt Disney Studios, with the drone of the flying car. Have you not seen this Marvel one? No, I, I haven't. Oh, oh, it's painful. It's pretty painful. Do yourself a, a non-favor and look it up <laughs> if you want to be incredibly underwhelmed by really bad stunt action and kind of cool effect but it's like <laughs> it's like everything that this stunt show isn't uh so like this is like bonkers and exciting and this one's just that one is just kind of really dull hmm. i mean you send me a link to it i think that's the problem with a lot of stunt shows i have always personally found them a bit dull yeah i mean i i like stunt shows but they have to be short i like the sp- born stuntacular mostly for the tech i wasn't a fan of when i saw it like it broke like and there were oh, like really? this guy comes out and he's like i'm the production assistant so i'm gonna be droning on while our technical assistants fix things and he had to talk for about the technology for like five straight minutes Just and then he had to do for broken. another five straight minutes yeah that's frustrating that's yeah. the tough thing about trying to do theme parks stuff with strong very very strong effects is that when it breaks it it really kind of kills everything that you've been trying to work on and with so so much so many moving parts and so little time to do it yeah in theme parks that's 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 one's cool i've never i've never seen it i know that that one's good that one's really good i think the indiana jones one is dreadfully boring i agree oh yeah I can't say yeah. I, I I've seen it a couple of times. It's like at this point it's been grandfathered in as a, as a classic quote unquote, yeah. mm-hmm. but I don't think it's, it's... I just don't get how people love. Oh, I'd, I'd rather watch the clips and all the Disney world specials, you know, if I, what is it from full house DJs crush Steve? I don't remember. And, and, <laughs> in the full house episode, she keeps imagining she sees her boyfriend, Steve, like everywhere. And then he eventually shows up as Indiana Jones. And then it, like in step by step, they let a kid play the role of Indiana Jones because the Indiana Jones stunt actor got sick. And then in the Muppets one, Kermit plays Indiana Jones and fights Nazis, which is really weird. I mean, the, the idea of a stunt show should be cool. But the problem is, is that I think you're supposed to just look at it and be like, wow, that stunt was really cool. But if you're not into stunts, that's it, mm-hmm. right? That's the yeah. end of the show. You don't have really. Well, it has any... to be constantly moving and exciting. And I mean, my God, this one, this terrible traps thing is absolutely insane. So I think that would have been exciting. Yeah. Uh, just because of how active it is for, you know, the audience to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. The other concepts, uh, I mean, we didn't talk really much about the Superman one. Right. Eh. This was the the one where you go into the little elevator with a motion simulator. Oh, yeah. Drop. I mean, it, it, it feels so much like Spider-Man. Not obviously yeah. there's so much there's different parts of it, right? It, 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 like you were mm-hmm. saying, it has so much different tech. But the general idea and conceit seems like it's Spider-Man with a, with a lot more active in it. Uh, the drop would have been neat. Yeah. Depending on how they did it. I wonder if you needed to do that much, mm-hmm. like whether you couldn't just do it simulated. Sometimes it's just enough to convince the audience that they're moving than to actually spend all that time getting them to move, right? To drop mm-hmm. them the 130 feet. But right. I do think, you know, it would have been neat. It, it, the problem with a lot of these ideas is that they're very neat, mm-hmm. you know, and I, uh, I think that's, yeah. mm-hmm. that's a lot of where you get hit with it. Right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. It's kind of like these are attraction concepts that are neat but still need to be refined 
And I think they really did eventually refine it with the Marvel stuff. And maybe eventually they would have discovered that technology that they did for Spider-Man and make it into a Batman ride. Possible. Very possible. These are answers that we'll never know because, again, this is all unbuilt. But I do have one more question I do want to ponder, and that is, okay, in this universe, Warner Brothers gives Universal or DC Land, Disney buys Marvel 2009. So now Hmm. Disney has free reign to make whatever Marvel shit that they want to do in Walt Disney World. A lot. A lot. I think think Hollywood Studios would be completely gutted. 100%. If they had the freedom. Everything that isn't Galaxy's Edge, it would would just become straight Star Wars and uh, Marvel. Right. Lots of Iron Man. Now, would they be the really dumb attractions like Web Slingers? And I don't think so. I, I would have to say probably not because I think Web Slingers was a pitch that was done because they just had so much limited space whatsoever. I think ironically, ironically, I think if they were given the 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 canvas that is Walt Disney World, I think things would have been a little bit more ambitious. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Well, so so we're saying Disney bought Marvel as they were doing the MCU movies. Well, they did. I mean, bought, no, no, I know, but are you? Yeah, yeah. Disney be buying our Marvel? It's the same thing that happened earlier in our our universe. Disney buys Marvel in two thousand. Oh, then yeah, I see no reason why they they wouldn't just absolutely load the hell out of all of this stuff to just <laughs> to just start filling in Avengers and and I guess Guardians of the Galaxy faster. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's interesting that they the. They moved on to Star Wars quicker, and I think because Star Wars was a more proven franchise, and obviously the MCU, nobody knew if that was going to be a lasting thing or not. And now, now we know, yes, that is a very lasting thing. Uh, people right. will not stop seeing these films. It is like um, the lasting thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. So now we know, so that's why they were a bit hesitant. But I also think the fact that they didn't have Walt Disney World to really play around was mm. something that made them even more hesitant that they were like, well, we got to put it in our other parks, not our flagship. Right. No, absolutely. I I know what you mean. Right. So I I think that we would have gotten a lot more interesting variation, a lot less landlocked attractions, such as the the Iron Man experience, which is a star tours, but it's with Iron Man and the the Ant-Man and the Wasp nano battle, which is just a redone over uh, Buzz Lightyear, which is somehow worse or web slingers, which is a worse version of Toy Story Mania. And now we're getting a rock and roller coaster version with the worst title. You know, the title of that rock and roller, the the really long one, right? Yeah. Yeah, That's rough. Awful name. Awful. Isn't it? Isn't it a an Iron Man ride? Right. Apparently, Captain Marvel's. In. I that's thought even, it was that's even an weird. Iron Man ride, but Captain Marvel and Iron Man are in. So it's a Captain America. Uh, sorry, Captain Marvel and Iron Man team up ride. That is so odd. That's mm-hmm. such an odd pairing. Maybe are they big in in other countries? I, don't I guess know. Iron Man is, but I, Captain I, I, Marvel, I, I didn't know was that Brie big. Larson anyway. was apparently coming back, but not Robert. Obviously. Oh yeah, really. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Like, yes, there's that, but like they still have the first, the first genuine from ground up Marvel ride that can't be called a Marvel ride. Ironically, is at Walt Disney World and it's Cosmic Rewind. 
I'm, I want to go on that. I love 80s yeah. music and <laughs> talking about Epcot. Yeah, he's going to see the veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. God. When, are you, when are you going to Epcot next? I thought yeah. about it. I yeah. thought about it soon. Yeah, those lightning lanes. I, that's $20 lightning lane. Garbage now with all this stuff that you have to. Yeah, you're boarding fast. Get, get up at 6 a.m., get your boarding pass. Get it. Get your boarding pass for like 10 a.m. But then they'll just give you the boarding pass at 9 a.m. So you won't even be in the park at the time when you're supposed to be using it. This is super yeah. off topic, but have you seen like the issues that Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Ride is currently having? No. What's the so issues? Apparently, like it's too it has too high capacity and they didn't they didn't kind of justify the pre-show rooms. So the pre-show rooms are kind of starving the load. So they keep sending empty cycles over because not enough people are coming out of the pre-shows fast enough. (sighs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. To me, okay, to me, I always thought that the thing that made sense was that you you make the pre-show as long as one of like the rides. Right. Like you should time the pre-show you so that time the pre-show. There's two pre-show rooms, so I don't understand how this is happening. Well, I think I think that's how Pandora works, right? Is that both of the pre-shows are as long as I think yeah. the whole ride, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they can kind of like delay you and stuff like that. That's so weird that they would make the that they would have be running empty trains for no good reason. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe it improves lightning lane sales. But... <laughs> That's always the point, isn't it? Yeah. I, I you know, just have to slow it down. Yeah. So you know, the lightning line is 80% of Guardians of the Galaxy's capacity. Is it really? <laughs> yes. They're essentially selling Guardians of the Galaxy as a as an upcharge. <laughs> well that, that's see, that's what everyone was like, they're never gonna do that. They're not gonna sell it as an upcharge. And then they did start start <laughs> doing these things as upcharges. Right. And it's like, not, I don't, true. I don't, not true if you're one of the lucky 20% to get that boarding pass. Yeah, that's right. Then you can probably miss your time. Yeah. Just like everyone else does. What is the gar- what is the price for one of those boarding pass or the lightning from $14 to 20? Damn. Yeah. Per person, right? No, that's nuts. That's <laughs> actually nuts. I think I'm going to like edit this out and make it like any sode. <laughs> just this part here just this part yeah you just toss it onto the minisode from for this week all right just toss it onto the end yeah just throw it on the end and say no no i'll probably just save it for the next different yeah okay so anyway let's ask build it or not would we rather have the dc attractions or the current marvel attractions so what do you say i think Aside from the stunt show, so so for me, aside from the stunt show, all of these rides are you know passable. They're not things that I would love to see because I think that the Marvel the Marvel stuff has like an equivalent for most of them that I think is perfect in its own right. The the running the risk of them actually doing the stunt show to me would be a messy idea just because of how easily they could screw it up. So I think probably not. Probably don't build this in favor of the Marvel stuff, but only because the Marvel stuff that's there is so so perfect mm-hmm. uh, that I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to risk living in a universe where you get some messy Batman rides or a weird. Uh, that's the thing. I really want to see that stunt show. No, that's the one thing. Is like, is it all worth that stunt show? And it's all worth like, that stunt show. That yeah, absolutely insane stunt show. That probably wouldn't have even stayed for very long. Probably would yeah. be, that would be gone like in a couple. A couple of years, but mm-hmm. I do think, yeah, I, I think that, that that is the one question. Is it worth the risk? I don't think so, but I could totally understand how where someone would come from that just because it is such an, a fascinating 
such a fascinating attract attraction if it yeah. again all worked as they yeah, intended i really am not a huge fan of most of these concepts except for that in the marvel attractions that they currently have like the incredible hulk coaster is not great it's it's a b&m sit down and it has the over the shoulder restraints which i really do not like and it bangs your head even even as they retract it but it's one of the best attractions in the world man you're I, not a big fan of the hulk ride it's not one of my favorite coasters hmm. it, it's a sense. real headbanger it's a real headbanger and i i like i i think it's okay i've ridden it but it's it's not one of my favorites, but then again, like the Batman Batman wing coaster is really nothing appealing to me either. Mm. I think that looks like a maintenance nightmare and a capacity nightmare all of its own. So that really doesn't interest me as well. I totally not that I can, I can understand. Yeah. And in that regard though, then it seems like would you, so you're the question really for you is, are they, would you risk a uh, Spider-Man? That's the question. And my question is, is it worth it for that stunt show? And it's like, no, Spider-Man still wins. think so. Yeah. Spider-Man still wins. how risky it is. Yeah. They really could have, they really could have blown it. uh, Yeah, true. No, no, it could have been like, it could have been value engineered into the ground and just be a cheesy, dopey stunt show. So it's not worth it. It's just not worth the risk. I'd rather have one of the world's, best attractions with some of the most amazing pacing on any attraction that i've ever experienced it's so well done uh that yeah i'd, I'd definitely rather have the marvel so i am saying on this one don't build it because i prefer what we got uh mm-hmm. instead now whether or not i'll say the same thing next week mm-hmm. is a different story what were your thoughts by the way on that like the entrance area like with the factory with the cartoons that were going to be like animatronics cartoons like coming and leaving and then looking at what you're bringing in to to the cartoon world it was gonna be a neat idea roger rabbitish yeah that's a neat idea i think it's it's one of those big questions where it's like could you do the tech and probably right i think you you might they might be able to do it better like if they had like screen tech that would yes, be yes absolutely yeah mm-hmm. um the sure. be, i mean you could do the animatronics you just need so many of them right mm-hmm. and they uh, need to be really good exactly. it's hard to make a, it's hard to make an animatronic that looks like a cartoon character i would just imagine them defaulting to like shadows and things like that yeah like doing like the shadow true. against yeah. the window mm-hmm. and then you know nowadays though you're right with screens that could be a fantastic idea in fact if if disney is looking for ideas to add to new toontown i think that you know there's no reason not to do exactly that sure take some of the windows and just have cartoon characters leaning down talking to the yeah especially they have a lot of that tech in uh runaway railway that's right yeah i think it would be a great idea right uh, especially with projection mapping Mm -hmm. so anything else you have to say on the uh dc universe it's definitely one of the more it's so colorful and fascinating but this is an odd case, not where the ideas are bad, but just that in not getting them, mm-hmm. what was replaced was, or what, what what the replacement eventually was, is just so good. I think that it's hard to even question like what could potentially have been done. You know, like oh. when we talked about haunted mansion stuff, I think uh, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I think we just ended up feeling similarly is that no matter what was pitched beforehand, mm-hmm. you just Spider-Man's the end. So Right, exactly. Yeah, the the eventual crown jewel came in and it's hard to ignore that. So it's not like we talked last time with Tyler uh, Green about Tomorrowland 2055, which is right. so much better than what we currently have. And exactly. It's yeah. totally, totally opposite now. Totally opposite because what we have is so much better. That for sure. Next time we will be talking about exactly why all this didn't happen, as well as some of the other ideas that involve uh, certain Looney Tunes. Mm. Yeah, so I get excited for that. There's lots of different ideas that they actually had that would really bring the cartoon into cartoon world. In the meantime, please follow us on social media on Twitter at UmbillPod. You can reach me at Open Mother's Mail and Ryan Dorman at Open the Dorman. Feel free to email us at UmbillPod at gmail.com, rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Anchor, or wherever you find this podcast. Please write a review and tell us how we're doing. And if you don't like us, thank you for listening to Batman the Audio Adventures. Mm-hmm. And I'm Batman. Okay. See you guys. Yeah. <laughs>